loud, sorry. In the name of the Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Uh, welcome, everyone. We're continuing our study with the Epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. And we're still in uh, chapter four, uh, which seems like it's going to stay with us for a while. Four is, uh, is very uh, rich and very uh, 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 full of, of everything. So that's why, we're, as we said before, we're taking our time uh, in studying uh, and going through chapter four. Again, the idea of chapter four, again, is if you remember from last time, we talked about the, the, um, the minor. Right? And when that minor becomes an adult and then receives the right to inherit, right? And we said that, if you remember, we said that, that the beauty of this is once we are adopted into Christ, we are adopted into the fullness as grown up, not as, as still, no, you still have to prove that you are entitled to inherit. No, once we are in the house of the Lord, once we are in uh, as, as adopted children, that we are already entitled for that inheritance right as we go on with the rest of chapter four just keep in mind three three status three status number one is a minor number two is uh, a, 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 a full grown-up inherit in, in able to inherit and number three uh, a free person liberated free person those those three three things will will probably the chapter four is going around that again and, and and as we are talking i think it's good to, that we always kind of reflect back and see where are we at are we still minors are we up to really inheriting and, and using what we have and because of that as you will see today are we really living as free people as liberated people or still under the bondage under the bondage? so those three things are very important to to keep in mind because that's that's kind of like where we were and where we should be and how we maintain that and how we obtain that how we obtained it first and how we maintained it also as a continuation of that so uh, if you remember let's just again last time we we, we kind of went through the first uh, three or four uh, verses of uh, of uh, of Galatians 4 so let's read from the beginning again and then uh, go on to the to the text of of today so um Galatians 4 again. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers. So we talked about this, right? Until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, and we talked about this for a length, in, in depth and in length, what is the meaning of the fullness of time, if you remember that. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Let's stop at this point for now. Again, the idea again of, of talking to them, if you remember the whole reason again of Galatians, people again who, 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 who entered into the faith and then people came and started to 
kind of move them into another gospel, which is not a gospel, but again, that you have to actually earn your own righteousness. You have to go back through the work of the law and the rituals of the law in order to be justified. And St. Paul spent, again, a good amount of time and, and good amount of, 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 of uh, teaching to, 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 to get them into the understanding that it is uh, God's righteousness and God's justification, not our own, right? And part of that, again, as a, or as a result of that is where we're at right now, right? So how can you go back again to, as he says here, to the elements of the world, right? If you have been justified, if you have been um, uh, liberated, how can you allow yourself to go back again to the elements of the, of the, of the world as he talks about it here? Uh, with this, we, 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 again, as we said last time, we spent long, big time and big chunk of time talking about the verse four, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law. Why is he, again, as, as we move on into today's uh, three or four verses that we'll, we'll, we'll cover today, why is he coming back again with that, with that mindset again? Why does he take them again to, to the, 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 the fact that God has come in the, in, the, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law. What is the significance again of, of acknowledging and knowing that God was born under the law? We probably touched on it before, but just kind of like to, to keep the flow going with, with the study. Born of a woman and born under the law. Why, 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 why this particular way of describing, you know, and what, what is the significance of that with the text itself that he's talking about here in the full story of redemption and the full sto story of, of uh, us inheriting and being the, the heirs of all this? What do you think? Yes, definitely. Sure, he's, he's saying that he's born like us. He took his born of a woman, right? Meaning what? He took our nature. Because the whole idea, the whole problem, as Athanasius talks about, again, the problem that the, the nature was corrupted, right? The nature was corrupted. This, this is very important to understand this. So it's born of a woman, again, that he took our nature, right? And then the more, more, uh, uh, addition to that, also born under the law, because under the law we were all what, as we said before in chapter three and, and chapter four also, we were slaves, exactly. We are under the curse, right? And that's why, again, when you talk about the cross, that the cross was a curse, because he bore that curse, right? He became a curse, as, as, as he talks about it later on. Right. So that's a very important concept of knowing exactly. It's not just, again, that, that the idea of God sending his son in order to pay the debt, right? Again, this is, this is very superficial. But the more, more uh, 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 depth into that, that he born, that's why, again, St. Paul kind of like very, very, very specific in this, that born of a woman, right? And also born of a woman has another significance or another, he's, he's, he's pointing out at something that's very important, which is what? I think, Abuna, because uh, this is fulfillment of the... Uh... What God said to Eve in the past. Yes, yes exactly. The first promise to Eve that, you, that the, 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 your offspring, the offspring of 
the woman, right? Remember that. So pay attention to the text also, right? If you go back to Genesis again, the, the offspring of the woman, the offspring of the woman, right? So here he is actually bringing back, he's taking them all the way back again to Adam and Eve, right? right? Why is that also again to remember and to let them remember also that again, how could you go and be witched and go swiftly and leave God, leave Christ, God in the flesh, right? There is something also in born of a woman. What is it? That is not born of the seed of man, right? So that's, that's miraculous birth, right? That's of a woman. There is no, there is no man involved in the process. Right? He's born of the, as the, 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 the angel came to St. Mary and told her that you will do and so and so and so and so, right? So he's, he's also kind of pointing out to the fact that, again, remember, he was not just another man, right? Born of a woman to, remember, to, to make them remember and make them, again, to remember the, the, the whole idea of the incarnation again, right? That, that he came without the seed of a man. Right? Without so the man is not in the process at all, right? So it's the Holy Spirit who uh, came on Saint Mary, and she became uh, pregnant, and then she gave birth to God, who took that nature, right? So these are just very important things. Again, she's reminding them, and I think it's very, very important for us to also remember that all the time, the right, like the exact again, the idea that that he has and 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 that the nature that we are in is the same nature that he took God in the flesh again, incarnation, God in the flesh, right? So, with that, there is also several other things in this passage here as we will move on. So, uh, uh, the 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 St. Paul declaring that and just going on with the text again, he's explaining, as you can tell, the process itself and the and the and the, the way he is he's he's uh, addressing the, the, the letter to the Galatian is is teaching, right? Now he's teaching, like okay, he's explaining. He explained before what happened, and now he's going forth again. If you remember, he took Abraham as a, as an example and is building on and keep going into that into that mindset, right? Uh, that that again, um, in the same in the same way, we also when we were children were enslaved in the elementary principle of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that He might receive adoption as sons. This, verse five is very very important. Very, verse five is very important. You see here two things that are included in verse five. Two actions. What are they? Redemption and an adoption, oh. right? Exactly. Redemption and adoption, right? What is the relationship between both? Based on the text, one follows the other. Which one follows the other? Adoption follows the redemption, right? So again, the idea of redemption is not just to be redeemed, but to redeem to be what? To be children, to be adopted, right? Which is very important concept also in our understanding. Where did the redemption happen? On what? On the cross, right? 
So the cross becomes actually the reason and the way and the tool for us to receive what? Adoption, see? And that's another, another also uh, 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 dimension for our relationship with the cross, right? So redemption happened on the cross. Since we are redeemed, and we said redeemed meaning what? Bought back, right? Somebody went and bought a person or a, a, a field or a, or a, a piece of land and, 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 and to own it back again. So, but then not only, not only to be bought back, but to be what bought back to be adopted, to be adopted, right? But the, yes. the, the two process didn't happen simultaneously. They Definitely. came right. the, the redemption happened first on the cross, but the adoption happened when, the, the verse after that, Exactly. When the, uh, the, the he sent his uh, spirit of exactly. father to right. be to be sons to so be children definitely thank you Dr. so the process itself started with with the the cross and then was fulfilled and continued with the spirit of the adoption right spirit the Holy Spirit who cries in our hearts Abba Father right something else also else that is also very important because again the idea of being God's children is from the Old Testament, right? For example, in, in Exodus 4, when he said that, you know, my, 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 my uh, firstborn Israel will be coming out or getting out of Egypt, right? But still, even though he called, he called uh, Exodus 4, 22 and 23. Let's just read it real quick because I want to make a, a, a connection here between, between both of them. Uh, in the Old Testament, the idea, several times, the idea of God the Father and his children or his children is there. But is there a difference between that concept in the Old Testament and the concept in the New Testament as God is the father and his, 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 his people are his children? There is. What, what, is the, what is that difference? When the people of Israel went out of Egypt, they were still what? Slaves. Slaves, right? And even when they were out of Egypt into the promised land, they were still what? Slaves. So yes, again, Exodus 4, it says, uh, 22, then you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my, thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, my firstborn, right? So I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me, right? So the idea of God, the father and his people or his children is there. But, but the, 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 the meaning and the true, still you are, you are my son, but you're still under slavery, right? You're not adopted yet into the fullness, which happened where, where by the cross and by the Holy Spirit, remember? And that's some of the, of, the, of, the, of the commentators actually said that this was on St. Paul's mind as he was reading, as he was writing Galatians, that he knew that the people of Israel went out of Israel and the Lord said that, okay, let my firstborn son get out of Egypt, but they were still not fully, they were still under the what? The guardians, right? They're not full, right? Full into, into being able to inherit, right? Yes, David. Um, 
equal to slave. Yes. And that's what St. Paul says in the beginning of four. Like there is no difference between a slave between a minor, a child, right? A child as a minor, right, right. So, so St. Paul with that is, is so, as if he is so proud of that, that, that this didn't happen till actually what, till we were fully redeemed until the Holy Spirit came and gave us that. That's why if you remember again, the, the, the conversation between Christ and between Nicodemus, right? Nicodemus, right? When he said that you have to be born again in order to be like, how can I be born again? Can I go back to my mother's? Said, no, no, no. The birth of what? Of the spirit. So see how things are going. And, and this is very important to us again to understand that, like what we have. And, and I was reading something about this, like this is exactly as if it's a treasure that has been, hasn't been fully opened yet, being, being adapted to, to the Lord. And that's more and more to be open, the more and more to be discovered the more we live with him and the more we, we, are, we are established in him, we'll see more of that inheritance that we have, right? The more of that that we have. What else in this passage also? As we said that the adoption is a result of the redemption through the cross, right? Result of the redemption, which happened on the cross. And then it happened when, when uh, well, with, with the Holy Spirit coming also and, and giving us that. But, but again, it, it tells us that idea that, that, you know, for a father to adopt a child, there must be what? The father must have loved the child, right? You know, you see, it's all about the love of God again. Right? Yes, I got you out of Egypt. I got you out of the, of the, of the being slaves in Egypt but you're still not, not enjoying, right? So, so there is more to come. There is more to come. As if God always wants that relationship between him and us to be that relationship that is based on, on love, right? So, and that's why in our relationship with him also, we cannot continue to work as we are still slaves. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you what you need. And again, I give you my, my, my obligations. No, it's not like that. Right? Again, we, we have children and imagine if, you, if our child is just, that relationship is only based on, okay, uh, you know, uh, I owe you, <laughs> right? Or you, you want me to do this, so I'm gonna do this and this and here you go, right? What kind of relationship that would be? So the idea of here, again, of simple talking to the Galatians and talking to us that, that he wants us to actually kind of take that relationship into a different level. Not just the, the level of, okay, here I am, you know, here, here are your dues, I'm gonna do it. No, no, you are actually adopted. You are, as we said last time, you are becoming what? Part of the household of the Lord, right? So, so you, 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 we live with that, we live with that. Right? Yes, Shri. Yes. When the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Five, okay. Yes, yes. Those who are under the law are, yes. Right. But, but then look at, that's a very good point because he's talking to non-Jewish, talking to the Galatians. But you see that he's playing, always not playing, he's changing the, 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 
the uh, way he's talking, who is he addressing? So to redeem those who were under the law, which are the Israelites. But then he goes that we might receive. We here is what he's talking about them and him and him himself, right? So he's, he's saying, and that's what we will will touch on in just in the next verse where he says, "Abba, Father." You know, "Abba, Father" is both. "Abba" is what is Aramaic, and "Father" is Greek. So he's 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 he's, he's listing both "Abba, Patir," which is the the Greek and the the, the the Aramaic, meaning that he is father for everyone, right? So it's not just a repetition, right? No, there is there is there is a reason behind it that he's actually saying that you know what, he is the Abba for those who are speaking speaking Aramaic, and he's the father for those who are Greek. It's the 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 the, the totality, right? But here he's saying this really because he is he is he is. Uh, uh, refuting the, the fact of the, 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 the Jews who want to Judaize them and say that we have to go through the, through the law. So he's saying that what he, he redeemed those who are under the, the law, right? Being, being, again, born of a woman, being taken the nature of humanity in general, right? So them who were, who were under the law are no more slaves under the law. And with that, we also became all what children also adopted, right? To redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. So here is the totality again of human, human nature, humanity in general, right? Yes, Steve. Yes. Others, other, yes. That's a good point, Dave, because even with, with the promise or with, with, with the relationship with, with God, with Abraham, if you remember, when he asked him to, to circumcise everybody, he even asked him to circumcise, to circumcise whom? The slaves and the foreigners, right? right? Meaning what? Those who you own, those who are living with you, they all, if you want them, they all can be circumcised, right? And actually, I was reading this yesterday in, in, in the text itself, the, 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 the strangers, or in, in Arabic, al-gharib, it's in, in, in Hebrew, nekara, which is nekara in Arabic, which is the nothing, the no one. So it's, it's amazing, we look at that. So even that nekara, even that no one, if he is circumcised, if she is circumcised, they become what? Part of the family of the Lord, right? Right. Again, the same idea that this is due to faith, not due to genealogy, right? And as we were just talking to, with, with Abuna Musa when he was here last week, we were talking about, this, about things that even as, as, as the history says that some of, when, when the people of Israel left Egypt and, and, and escaped Pharaoh, some of the Egyptian went with them. And, and those are what we call in Arabic, Lafif, the, 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 the people who were, who were kind of like went along. 
and they became part of of that. Yes, yes, that was that was the, the sign, right? That was the sign. So again, the idea here, again, that God's love is for everyone. This is the main, this is the main overall arch of, 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 of that of the of the text, right? That that it's not it's not depending on who you are or what you do or or how good you are or anything. No, it's 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 a, it's a, it's God's love who calls and picks up anyone from the streets to be adopted into his family. And then he talks on to, about something else that's very important in verse six. And if you read verse six, you see that actually uh, uh, it's, 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 it's very, very uh, interesting fact. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit. And let's just stop at this because there is a condition here or a result, not a condition. So the spirit is coming or the condition of the spirit to come is that you become what? Sons. See the text? Because you are sons, then the spirit will. As if the spirit would not be given if you were not sons. Right? And also that you become sons through the Holy Spirit. Right? But what does it mean that you, because you are sons, then the spirit, God has sent for the spirit. What does that mean? you have the will okay to accept that adoption right yes yes what else that's a very good point yes that are you willing to accept the adoption or not are you willing to accept to be part of a, of the household of the lord or not because you are son god has sent forth the spirit of his son yes david Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Right, right. As if it is a consequence of being a son, then you are also receiving the spirit of the son. And this is very, very unique to, to Galatian, that term spirit of his son, Ruh Ibni. It's not, it's not anywhere else. We can, you know, St. Paul talks about the spirit of, the, of, of Christ, the spirit of God, the spirit of, but here, spirit of his son. The spirit of his son that's a very very unique uh, 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 term to, to use to use the holy spirit here in that in that way but there is there is also a lot in, into that into that verse you know because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son what else do you think yes right no, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. So that's, that's a very good point, which is like gets us into that, into that, you know, uh, one of the big difference and, and in Catholicism, you know, the spirit uh, proceeds from the father and not from the father and the son. So the spirit of the son, but the father is the source because the father sends, right? And that's why going back again, it's very clear in John 14 and 15, 
you know, that I will send you the, the, the spirit of, from the Father, right? So, but as you say, the Father is the source in, through Christ in the spirit, right? So, and that's exactly what's, what the Lord himself said right before the ascension. He said, he, when he was talking to the disciples, what did he tell them? I will not leave you. I will not leave you orphans, right? But I will send you the comforter, the helper, right? So the idea of, okay, Christ was with them and he walked, walked with them three years on earth and did everything. And now, now he is, they are seeing him ascending and leaving them. Said, no, don't worry, don't cry, don't be, don't be afraid. I am going up to my father in the flesh, but I will leave with you my spirit, right? And that spirit is, proceeds from the father because the father, again, the father who sent him, sent the son and who's sending the as, as we said before, when, when Athanasius talks about that, that analogy of, of, of the river, right? The river, remember that? River comes out of the what? Of the source, right? The source, and so we have the source, we have the river as the body of the river, and we have the water itself, right? And they are, the, they are all water, but each function is different, right? The water, whether the, 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 that is, the, the, the essence that, that's coming from the source, right? But here is very, the, the significance of that is seeing that, that again, he's, the, the, the whole idea here again is that the justification, the righteousness, the adoption, the redemption is happening through whom? Through a son, right? Why? Because he took our nature, right? And yes, the son is not here with us anymore, but his spirit is with us. So as he is son by nature to the father, we became sons also by adoption to the father. Right? So because you are sons, God has sent forth his history. And, 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 and that opens a door for, 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 for too many things to talk about as far as the work of the spirit in us, right? Because through the spirit, as we're saying, that we, be, we, we, be, we, be, we were adopted, or we, as he says in the, the rest of the, of the verse, sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Father, right? What does that mean? What does that mean? Is we are able to call him father through what? Through the spirit. The spirit which, which works in us and gives us the, 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 uh, the impulse that we are his children. Right. Right. Yes. So again, in, 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 in practicality, the, the idea of if we are not really like, again, the, 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 the mindset or the status that we are his children, he's our father, that has to come through the work of the spirit. And that's why he said the spirit not only talks, but he does what? Cry. You know? What is cry? Shout, declare. The actual, you know, that 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 word is 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 used several times in the in the Psalms, for example, 
right? Or actually one of the things that, that, that's there in, in Judges, when the people cry to the Lord. Cried in Hebrew means za'aq, yaza'aq bil Arabi. Shout, declare, right? And, and the, actual, the actual word is actually uh, 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 taken from expressive deep emotion, deep emotion. So that, that's, that gives us a key for something very, very important because when we are not able to pray, we pray away from the spirits. What does that mean in practicality? How can the spirit praise in me? Not praise, pray. <laughs> how, can I let, how can I allow the spirit to really be the one who is praying in me? And I think we all had that kind of experience when we start to pray and then it's very, very dry prayer. I mean, I'm just trying to kind of like squeezing my mind and myself in order to come out with just like a couple words, right? And it's very dry and you can just like, okay, no, I better stop. <laughs> you know, this is just, I'm acting, right? And the time that actually you see that the spirit is actually overflowing and, and you start to actually knowing that you are in his presence. How can I allow that? How can I really have that, that every prayer is an actual a cry of the spirit? A shout of the spirit. I think from the, from the text itself, remember where, where, where would the spirit dwell? God sending the spirit where? Throughout. Exactly. That's the key. Right? Through the heart. Again, to be very practical, what does that mean? The heart is the will. The heart is the, what we call in, 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 as the father says, the nuance, the mind and the heart together, right? So that heart has to be what? Rezi has to be pure. Again, the Holy Spirit is holy. And the, the holiness will not be dwelling in a place that is what? unholy right and that's why we always say especially with the prayer you know i have it, it goes along side to side with the life of repentance life of purification right i cannot say no in what i'm, I'm doing whatever or i'm allowing whatever to come to my heart and just okay let it, let this be the way it is and i'll just continue to pray as if it is just another another task right it, it, it doesn't work it doesn't work it has to be all coming together because the more i am aware of the impurities that are in my heart, the way I'm asking for God, for the spirit to purify, the more I am allowing the spirit to what? To cry. Okay. The same thing we were studying, talking about this with a group of, in a book club last week, the same way when we approach the, the scripture. I have to be in the mind of the scripture to understand the scripture. What is the mind of the scripture? That's what Athanasius said, by the way, we were studying this last week with, the, with another group. How can, I, how can I be, you know, again, I cannot approach the scripture with a mind that is impure. So again, the question would be, which comes first? Right? Well, I need the work, I need the spirit to purify, but I cannot approach the spirit if I'm not purified. So... <laughs> It's, it's what do you think? It's the process of, 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 of being aware, the awareness, right? And the asking. Like, I know that, you know, there are impurities in my heart, right? And that's why he goes on again that how can later on in a couple of verses, how can you go back to the weak elements of the world? 
you enslave yourself to the weak elements of the world, right? My awareness is very, very important, number one. That, okay, if I am, if I am not, not careful with what I see, not careful what I see, not careful with, with the life that I'm living, if I'm not watchful, not living that life of being watchfulness, as the church fathers always teach us. So that, that un, un, un not being watchful will allow more and more impurities to fill the heart, right? The more the impurity will fill the heart, the more that will be what, not the condition that the spirit can and cry. And that's, that is very, 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 again, the core of that relationship. And that, that's, again, that's the significance and the consequence of being his son, that the spirit will cry in our hearts saying, Abba, Father. Right? Now, there's a very similar verse to this in Romans, as we all know, right? Romans 8. What, what does it say? Romans 8, what does it read? Romans 8 from 9 to 11. Let's read it here real quick. Because it, it's important to, to, to look at this again. You see, when, when, when St. Paul is repeating that, that same concept, that means it's what? Not just important, he's overwhelmed by the fact, right? When you look again at, at Romans uh, and, and, and you see what he's talking about here. Romans 8 from 9 to 11, let's read this. No, from, uh, from 15, I want. Or 15 also, yes. From 15 to yes. 17. Yes, but, but 9 to 11 talks about the same. So let's read 9, 11 and then 15 and 17. Again, the same, the same concept. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, me, if indeed in the spirit, the spirit of God dwells in you now. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. The idea, again, that, you know, being his children, right, being the son as because you are the sons of, of, of God, then he sent his, his spirit, right? And then he goes on that, again, here, look at the difference also between, in, in Galatians, he called the spirit of his son, son. look at here, in, in Romans 8, 12, but if the spirit of him, right, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his, through his spirit. His spirit, okay, and then goes on to that uh, very, very almost the same, the same verse, verse fifteen, and uh, and uh, so forth. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, in in Galatians, it says, "Who cries?" The spirit cries. Here it says, who cries? We cry. Is he, is he, was he confused? <laughs> is it a mistake? A typo? <laughs> what do you think? What's the difference? No, the same. Yeah. You, you receive the, the, the spirit of adoption by which we. Yes. Our crying is by the spirit. Right. 
So whether, yes, the spirit cries in us, so we cry. So it's, it's the same thing, right? But he's actually confirming that concept that, that that crying is through the spirit. The relationship is through the spirit. The love is through the spirit. Right? And it's, it's a big, as I said before, it's a big mistake when we do things out and away from the spirit. And that's why, again, to be very practical, when we combine the reading of the scripture with the praying, it becomes natural crying of the spirit. I'm reading the scripture. The spirit in the word of God is talking to me. It moves me. It cries in me. So I cry to the Lord with the, with the text. What you call pray with the text, pray by the text. It becomes very practical. Again, also, I keep saying practical because that's the whole idea of this. It's not just, okay, theological uh, terms and, 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 and information. That's it. If that doesn't reflect into an actual practical life, then we are not, we're not enjoying that adoption. And that's why the, the, the reading, reading the Bible this, in this way, in this mindset, becomes very actually interactive. And I change the reading into an actual dialogue instead of being monologue. Right? So just reading is a monologue. Okay, I'm reading something, whatever, whatever I understand or not, I'm just reading and then, okay, I'm done. I'm on with my, with my routine and I'm done with the reading. Okay, you know, God is speaking to us through the scripture. And as he said that the word of God is spirit and life, right? That's where we got life and spirit for Friday Bible study. But but because of that, then if the spirit is speaking to me through the word, then spirit, the spirit has to make me what? Cry. See? But, yes. There was no New Testament, but there was, there was the Old Testament. Remember? There were the Psalms. Again, that's another beautiful way of praying by the spirit and praying in the spirit. Why? Because the whole, all the Psalms are written and inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? So when I say, and that's again, I, I really, when somebody comes and says, well, Abuna, I'm reading the, the, the Psalms, but we don't read the Psalms, we pray the Psalms. As exactly, we don't read the scripture, we hear the scripture. Right? So that's what he's talking about here. And that's, that's the, 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 the significant of being his children. Yes, Dave. Um, yes. 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 It, it, it could be, it could be, you know, it, it's, it's different. So David, again, saying that the actual, the actual uh, physical reading out loud. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, you know, I know people, or, or maybe, maybe some of us have that experience of, of especially praying with the song. Some people like to pray it out loud. And some people like to pray it actually in whatever tune that is, sing it, right? Whatever that is, I don't care. God, God doesn't care, right? But just saying in a way that actually I am contemplating more. So the more I, I say it out loud, the more I'm thinking about it and the more I am praying with it, right? 
And the beauty of the church now, if we bring this back again to the liturgy, that's why the liturgy of the word is a big section of the liturgy. And that's why we have to be very, very, very attentive during that time. Because the spirit is talking and, and, and speaking and allowing us to actually receive that and allow the word of God to settle and then we can cry out with it throughout the liturgy. And that's, a, that's always a very, very good, good practice of being engaged throughout the liturgy is, is, is being aware and being attentive to the readings and throughout the rest of the time that we're here during the liturgy, we are contemplating about what, what we heard, right? Because again, if I know that this is, this is again, the spirit cries in me, right? And the word of God is life and spirit. So when I receive, when I'm paying attention to the readings, and they always say, even if I read the readings before, the readings during the liturgy, in the time of the liturgy, becomes very, very, very important and very, very, has a very, very strong impact. And I'm sure there is something that I can cultivate, I use Abu Namusa's uh, words last week, cultivate the word of God in the heart, right? That's what Anthony said and did. So receiving that and allowing that to settle in and to allowing the spirit to, 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 to move the heart, right? Move the mind move the whole being, as I said before, the father says that, that the mind meets the heart and the whole body becomes a heart, right? And as we said before, this is the problem when, when the heart wants to be with God, but the mind is out, out, out of the, of the, of, of in, in the world and they are not sinking together and then I'm not, I'm lost, right? Then the spirit cannot cry in me. And that, that needs an intentional effort. Honestly, it's not easy. Yes, it's the work of the spirit, but it has to have that intentional effort. Intentional effort, again, when I'm, I remember at one point a long time ago, uh, I think we had a visitor, a bishop visitor, and during the, 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 the prayers of the, of the Psalms, like before uh, the offering, and somebody was reading the gospel, I think of the third hour, and then one of the deacons went and talked to the bishop, asked him something, said, the gospel is being read. Wait. So then that concept, David, which, which combining both the reading and the prayer together becomes so, so beautiful. So beautiful. Right? But again, the problem that 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 does that that needs what I can speak, needs what? Needs time, needs needs quietness, needs intention. If I'm just reading the scripture so I can read the scripture in my quiet time and I'm done and I'm just, you know, rushing into it, okay, I'm not getting anything. I can remember the spirit wants to cry in me. <laughs> and every time the spirit tries to cry, I like, no, 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 no time for that. I better go. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's both. 
it is the declaration of the truth, definitely, because the gospel is the truth. But then how can I relate to this as this very, very personal relationship, right? It's different than when I read news about, you know, just like the truth in general, and being something, you know, something is actually very, very, very personal to me, right? And because that is very personal to me, I, I talk back, right? I, I use this as a material for, for prayer, right? Just, that, just that, that, that text that we're reading right now, that's a beautiful prayer, right? That the spirit, because we are sons, the spirit, God sent his spirit that cries in you, in your heart, Abba, Father. Okay, maybe somebody like, well, I, I, I don't know what that does, what does that mean? Okay, I pray with that. Like, I don't know if I'm really a, your son or not. I don't believe in that, right? Or my heart is not able to receive the Holy Spirit. Lord, allow my heart, prepare my heart. So the same text becomes what a significant and a very strong material to pray. And you're praying with, with the text itself. Okay. And that concept is, is, is not foreign, by the way. That's, you know, if you see actually even Christ himself, like on the, on the, on the Mount of Temptation, right? He was praying with the, with the text. He's, he's talking or fighting uh, evil with the text, right? Lots of times, you know, again, the, 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 the glorification of, 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 of St. Mary or of Zechariah, or it's, it's repetition in a way of the text from the Old Testament, right? So you see that people are actually using that text. Right? So it's a very good practice and very good, good exercise to actually allow, since we are children, that we allow the spirit, number one, to dwell in the heart, right? Number two, allow the spirit to cry, Abba, Father. And as you said before, again, Abba, Father, here he's using both the Aramaic and the Greek, because that is the father for everybody, for everybody. It's not just a repetition. Uh, even if it is a repetition, Abuna, uh, and some, and some, uh, some commentators say it is a repetition because he wanted to stress upon this fact. Uh, when the, when uh, Jesus say most assuredly, uh, he, repeat, he repeats the, the same way. Yes. But looking, I agree, Dr. Christine, but I'm looking at, at, at some of the actual uh, texts from, from the early church. They say that this, this particular phrase was a common way of acknowledging and, and addressing God at that time, because it was that combination of both. So, uh, for example, that um, uh, I'll just read something here that I was reading earlier that uh, the father is not added in order to explain the Aramaic, Abba for Greek. Rather, the whole phrase had passed into the early Christian prayers, the Aramaic title by which Christ addressed his father. So that, that phrase itself, it's from the history, it is like, like an, 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 a known phrase that was used in the early church. That Aramaic, Abba, which is the language of Christ, and then the Greek, uh, because of the cultural and because of, of, of the, the, the Greek Roman uh, impact on that. So it became an actual, what he's using is an actual, like a well phrase that has been used in the early church also, right? Besides definitely the fact that he is the confirming the whole idea again for this and for that, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And for him was probably very, very, very also special that he is, this is his language as a Pharisee, as a as St. Paul, as, as this is how he used to address, that's how he used to, to, to hear it, 
from from the, the the rabbis and from learning the Torah and everything. So to him also that was something that is very significant, very personal, very personal, right? Again, as if we start like if we are if I'm praying and then as 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 we, we always you know the fathers always teach us that uh, you know don't come up with especially in Arabic don't come up with Arabic fosha. Let's tell them you know speak speak normal, right? Don't stand, okay, okay, come on, right? right? Be, be on your own nature. Again, that doesn't take any way from, from the awe and from the respect, but be yourself, right? Like my child is not gonna come to me and talk to me in, in old English or, or in Arabic, right? No, it's gonna like, okay, hey, dad, right? So that, that, that right that we have as adopted also. And then he moves on with that. Then uh, after saying that because you are sons, that the proof of that and the consequence of that, that God sent for the spirit into your hearts crying. So again, you know, remember the spirit, the heart and crying. Those three words are very, very important, right? Spirit is the spirit of his son which is the same spirit as we read in Romans, the spirit who rose Christ from the death is the same spirit who's able to, to give you also that, that power, right? And because of that, the spirit wants to, he teaches us everything and then cries out in us also saying, Abba, Father. You know, before getting to another section, because it's, there's only, only five minutes left here, I want to refer also this passage to... to, to um, to a passage in, in, in the book of, uh, of Isaiah, because I think there is, there is a very, very good uh, connection between this and that. Um, in Isaiah, um, 43 and verse 9 9 and uh, 9 and 10 Isaiah 43, 9 and 10. I'm just going to read this and, and, and let you kind of, uh, you know, contemplate uh, on it and see what is, how is that linked to, to, to what we're talking about here. Um, says, let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us for former things? Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. 
Before me, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. And then goes on to, if I, even I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no savior. But look at this again here, and in verse 10 specifically. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. Okay. And before that, even talks about what? Let all the nations, let all the nations, not only the Jews, it's not only my chosen people, let all the nations, right? Let all the nations cry out, saying, Abba, Father. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witnesses. Who is witnessing in ourselves about, about, about the Father? The Spirit. The Spirit. So when the Spirit cries out, Abba, Father, the Spirit is as, as it's written, that the Spirit witnesses, right? You are my witnesses says the Lord. So in order for me to be his witness, I have, the Holy Spirit has to be what? Crying. Again, as we said, crying is to shout. Right? So when I'm shouting, when I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to, to, to cry out, it's not only for, for me. Right? People are listening and people are seeing that I am calling him Abba Father. So in a way, it's a witness. It's a way for us to witness that we are his children. He is our father. Right? So he says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. I've chosen you in order to do what? To witness for me, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Who gives us that understanding? Who gives us that knowledge? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Right? And that's actually the next verse that we'll read next time, that since you knew God, but then he goes, but rather you were known by God. And back to Galatians 4 again. That's the same, the same, the same understanding here, that I have chosen you, that you may know and believe me. Right? So when the Spirit cries out in me, Abba, Father, the Spirit is what is, is, is telling me what? He is your Father. Right? He's allowing the, the Lord is revealing himself to me through his son and by the work of the spirit. Okay? Again, if, as we said before early on, if we don't know, if we never knew the, the son, if we don't have the spirit, who will tell us about the father? Okay? So here through the spirit, you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there is no God formed, nor shall there be after me. So the idea of, again, of allowing the spirit to, 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 to reveal God and to cry out in our hearts as what, as free, as sons, not as what, as slaves. That's why the, in, in the last thing in this, in this passage here that we're reading today, it says, Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So through the work of the Spirit, through the Spirit that is crying in me, through the Spirit that is giving me the Spirit of adoption, as he said in Romans, we are then, we are no longer what? A slave, but a son. Right? So, and that again, sets, sets that relationship to a totally different direction and totally different dimension and totally different expectation, right? It's not okay, but I, I am 
I have to do this and this. I was just reading this today that, you know, as we said before, no longer Christianity is the only probably thing that it doesn't tell us you have to do this and this and this and this to be accepted. No, you do this and this and this and this because you are what? Already accepted. You are already his son. Right? Again, the idea of a child that comes to his father and says, well, because of that, because of your love, because of my love to you and your love to me, I am willing to serve you all my life. I'm willing to be under your feet all my life. Whatever you want, I'll do it for you. Not that we are obligated to do it, right? And that's, that's the essence and that's the core of that relationship again, a relationship that is based on love. Adopted, the spirit is crying, Abba, Father. Let's stop at this point. Any questions or additions? Okay, we'll continue. Again, we're taking step by step in, in, in chapter four because there's a lot. Again, is, there is, there is uh, and more explanation actually. The next, the next passage will be actually more and more explanation of that. But kind of like, as I said, like you're opening a treasure and, and, and you're just discovering more and more of what does that mean? But the key point of all this again is how to have, how to experience this in a personal level. If I'm not able to experience this on a personal level, that again, is just, information right but how can i really how can i practice that the, the spirit is crying out in my heart how can i prepare my heart for the spirit how can i really save abba father longing for that not just a word and a phrase to say god bless and god give us all that knowledge the true knowledge and the the, the spirit of adoption not the spirit of uh slaves to him the glory now and forever, the ages of all ages. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, hear us when we say, cry out to you, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven. Hear us our temptation, but deliver us. And the kingdom for the glory. Now, May the love of God the Father, grace of his only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit be with you. Go in peace, peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.